coming up on 5-Minute News. Countrywide protests as the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. Beyond abortion, some fear future bans of contraception and gay marriage. And Congress passes landmark gun control legislation. It's Saturday, June 25. I'm Anthony Davis. The Supreme Court on Friday stripped away women's constitutional protections for abortion, a fundamental and deeply personal change for Americans' lives after nearly half a century under Roe v. Wade. The court's overturning of the landmark court ruling is likely to lead to abortion bans in roughly half the states. The ruling, unthinkable just a few years ago, was the culmination of decades of efforts by abortion opponents, made possible by an emboldened right side of the court, fortified by three Christian conservative appointees of former President Donald Trump, who lied about precedent when interviewed for their appointments. Pregnant women considering abortions already had been dealing with a near-complete ban in Oklahoma and a prohibition after roughly six weeks in Texas. Clinics in at least eight other states, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Kentucky, Missouri, South Dakota, Wisconsin and West Virginia stopped performing abortions immediately after Friday's decision. Abortion foes cheered the ruling. But abortion rights supporters, including President Joe Biden, expressed dismay and pledged to fight to restore the rights. It's a sad day for the court and for the country, Biden said at the White House. He urged voters to make it a defining issue in the November elections, declaring this decision must not be the final word. The decision is expected to disproportionately affect minority women who already face limited access to health care. It puts the court at odds with a majority of Americans who favoured preserving Roe, according to opinion polls. Surveys conducted by the Associated Press, Nork Center for Public Affairs Research and others have shown a majority in favour of abortion being legal in all or most circumstances, but many also support restrictions, especially later in pregnancy. Nationwide surveys consistently show that only 1 in 10 Americans want abortion to be illegal in all cases. The Supreme Court's decision allowing states to ban abortion stirred alarm on Friday among LGBTQ advocates, who feared that the ruling could someday allow a rollback of legal protections for gay relationships, including the right for same-sex couples to marry. In the court's majority opinion overturning the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision, Justice Samuel Alito said the decision applied only to abortion. But critics of the court's conservative majority gave the statement no credence. I don't buy that at all, said Lawrence Gostin, a professor of medicine at Georgetown University and faculty director of its Institute for National and Global Health Law. It really is much more extreme than the justices are making it out to be. He added, it means that you can't look to the Supreme Court as an impartial arbiter of constitutional rights because they're acting more as culture warriors. Gostin and others pointed to a separate concurring opinion in which Justice Clarence Thomas said the court should review other precedents, 
including its 2015 decision legalizing same-sex marriage, a 2003 decision striking down laws criminalizing gay sex, and a 1965 decision declaring that married couples have a right to use contraception. A sharp increase in anti-LGBTQ rhetoric in the US and opposition to specific kinds of birth control on the right have advocates concerned that those rights are vulnerable. Some abortion opponents treat some forms of contraception as forms of abortion, particularly IUDs and emergency birth control, such as Plan B, also known as the morning-after pill. The Supreme Court's three most liberal members argued that the majority decision breaches a core rule of law principle designed to promote constancy in the law and places in jeopardy other rights. The House sent President Joe Biden the widest ranging gun violence bill Congress has passed in decades on Friday, a measured compromise that at once illustrates progress on the long intractable issue and the deep-seated partisan divide that persists. The Democrat-led chamber approved the election year legislation on a mostly party-line 234 to 193 vote, capping a spurt of action prompted by voters' revulsion over last month's mass shootings in New York and Texas. The Senate approved the measure late Thursday by a bipartisan 65 to 33 margin. Every House Democrat and 14 Republicans, six of whom won't be in Congress next year, voted for the measure. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi underscored its significance to her party by taking the unusual step of presiding over the vote and announcing the result from the podium to huzzas from rank-and-file Democrats on the chamber's floor. Among the Republicans backing the legislation was Representative Liz Cheney of gun-friendly Wyoming, who has broken sharply with her party's leaders and is helping lead the House investigation into last year's Capitol insurrection by supporters of then-President Donald Trump. Impossible to ignore was the juxtaposition of the week's gun votes with a pair of jarring Supreme Court decisions on two of the nation's most incendiary culture war issues. The justices on Thursday struck down a New York law that restricted people's ability to carry concealed weapons. The bill, crafted by senators from both parties, would incrementally toughen requirements for young people to buy guns, deny firearms from more domestic abusers, and help local authorities temporarily take weapons from people judged to be dangerous. It omits, however, far tougher restrictions that Democrats have long championed, like a ban on assault-style weapons, the kind used in mass school shootings. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate, and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health, and climate, delivering independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. 
Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast.